Hey everybody, Doug and Renee, we are on our summer siesta. But we want you to enjoy an episode replay that is a listener favorite. Enjoy. Hey everybody. What's up everybody? <laughs> if you only knew behind the scenes pre-production conversations. Hey we're everybody. Back. Hey everybody, we're back. We're back for another episode, another show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. This is Renee. And this is Doug. And this is us. This is us. Doing what we do. Married life. Married life. That's what we do. That's what we do. We've been doing it for how long? 35 plus years. 35 plus years. A little over 35 and a half. 35 and seven months. 35 plus years. Yeah, no, I was just like 35 and almost seven months. Okay, dear. Okay, I want to throw that half in there, <laughs> that half in, in three weeks. Okay, it's like when you first get married. How long y'all been married? Seven months, three days. <laughs> Seven months, two weeks, and three days. Like, oh. How old is the baby? 19 months and two days. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we married over 35 years, if you ask me. Okay, very well. It'll be 36 in July. Very but well. This is the first Sunday of the month of February. Yes, this is the month of February. The year 2023. Yes. That we're recording this. Yes. So, so when it's you... the first Sunday. That's one. Then it's the second. <laughs> it's the second month. That's two. Today is the fifth. That's five. So two plus one plus five plus two. Zero, two, three. Anyway, so speaking of being married 35 <laughs> years, we are starting a new topic. And yes, speaking of being married for 35 years, we are going to talk about... What no one told me. Things I learned. Yes. That I wish somebody would have told me before I got married. Yes. I wish yes. somebody... I don't even know if I would have listened. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, in our, where we were, where I was. Yeah, in our station in life, yeah. we were young and young dumb. whippersnappers. Yeah, we young were young whippersnappers. We, we were out there moving we were, and grooving. We were young and dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and I could add to that statement, yeah. but I'm not going to do that. Young, dumb, and yeah, yeah. You fill I, in I heard, the blank. I heard that a lot in the Navy. Yeah. Um, so we uh, want to hopefully share some things hopefully. with you. We want to hopefully share some things with you <laughs> yes, that people did. didn't tell us, but we'll talk about the things that people didn't tell us. Yeah. Because I think, well, we'll get into that. But I think what? I was going to say, I think there were things people told us, um, like, don't get married. Yeah. Definitely, don't get married. Don't get married. Don't get married. But there was really no no why right behind it. Right. And I didn't realize at that age that I I'm a why person. Mm -hmm. So you didn't ask why. I didn't ask, and because nobody bothered to to clarify why I shouldn't get married. Right. So if you don't if you don't tell me why, then I'm like, okay, what you saying doesn't compute with me because I'm a why person. And Why I th- shouldn't I do something? And I think deep down inside, if you are, have a rebellious nature, which I think in our flesh, all of us have somewhat of a rebellious nature. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When somebody tells you, don't do something, 
It's yeah. like a little kid. You say, don't touch that stove. It's hot. The curiosity is peaked. Like, well, let me see if they, yeah. it really is hot. Yeah, let, let, me, let me go ahead and touch it anyway. Touch it. Let me touch it. And therefore, people told us, don't get married mm-hmm. may have encouraged us even more. So who are you to tell me? I mean, you're yeah. not giving me any any reasons or any details. It was just like, don't do you it. shouldn't get married. Yeah, like, don't do it. who are you to tell me I can't get married? And back in the late 80s, when we got married, there wasn't no, we didn't know anything about premarital counseling. We didn't know anything about that. We didn't know anything about- I don't even about, know if there was such a thing. We didn't know anything about counseling. Yeah, we didn't know anything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guidance counselors in school. That and was, again? That was it. I don't know if I would have went anyway. That This is true. Because where I was, that station in life, or where I was mentally- I'm like, I know it all. I know it all. Man, you don't know nothing. If you don't go sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's one thing somebody did tell us. Don't get married. But they didn't take the time to tell us why. Or they didn't get take the time to tell us some of the things about marriage that yeah. would have helped us to make a more informed decision. Yeah. Would we have changed our decision? Probably not. No, I still would have married you. Yeah. I think in the grand scheme of things, we would have still gotten married. Yes, definitely. But we would have been making a more informed decision, and we would have gone into it knowing what we were getting into. Yeah. We or didn't we, know. we couldn't say, nobody didn't tell me. <laughs> nobody told me that we were going to deal with XYZ. Mm-hmm. Nobody told us. Then again, I'm being honest, I would not have listened. But. Right. Right. On this. I was going to say, I'm thinking as we're starting, people are probably anticipating what didn't people tell you? We just we just teasing the people. Tease the people. Tease Tease, the people. Teasing them. That's what they call in the business. You had to tease them. Giving you teasers. We're giving you teasers. Uh, Did you want to start or you want me to start? I'll let you start. Okay. So one of the things that I wish someone would have informed me told me, young, you know, Doug. I always, I always went by Doug, especially when I was younger. Doug, you know when you marry Renee, you marry in her family. Ooh, what you trying to say about my family? Not trying to say anything about uh-uh. your family. I love your family. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I've always had a good relationship with your family. But no one told me Oh, I did not know this. You're marrying the person's family. I didn't realize that you were such a family-oriented person until I don't even know how many years into marriage. That I realized you're family-oriented. But that that's that's like our family, like our three sons, you that I saw that. But I didn't realize when I said I do, your mom. Your aunt, cousins, you know, and you have a small family. Nieces, nieces, nephews. nephews. Yeah. You have, you have a small family, and one of the things that I think helped. Excuse me, I'm getting all choked up thinking about it. <laughs> Get choked up. One of the things that I think helped us and hindered us, it did both, was going in the navy. As soon as we got married, me going in the navy. Okay. I think it helped us and hindered us because it helped us 
And again, I'm I'm talking about marrying somebody's family because we we weren't together. So the hindrance part was it kind of delayed the inevitable, uh, the inevitable, (laughs) Uh, the act. The actual living together yeah. and the yeah. interaction yeah. that most marriages experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. But marrying the person's family or marrying into that family. So now how they do things, why they do things, when they do things, all their uh, traditions and going over to certain people's homes for the holidays or or whatever it may be. Maybe it's a Sunday Everybody goes to somebody's house or something along those lines. I just did not realize I was marrying into the Taylor family and all that came along with it. Yes. And I think, although no one told you that, and I'm going to help somebody out here, you may see glimmer, glimpses, that's the word I'm looking for, of that. Because when we were dating, I was always going to my grandparents' house Mm -hmm. for every holiday. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't realize that made me a family-oriented person, just because we were raised doing that, we always spent holidays and cookouts at my grandparents' house, Um, that made family even more important to me. And that was kind of ingrained in me. But being young, we didn't realize, uh uh-oh, okay, she does that all the time with her family, so that's probably important to her. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to help somebody. If you see your, uh, I'm talking to singles now, if you see your fiancé or someone you're dating now. Your significant other. Your significant other, and they're always going over to, you know, their aunt's house, their uncle's house, grandparents' house, or their parents' house, or family's always coming over, or they always talking about family gatherings, that might be a sign to you that they're very, they have a close-knit family. Mm -hmm. They're very close with their family. And like Doug said, whether you realize it or not, you do marry that family. Yeah. You don't have to live with them day in and day out. In but our you, case, we didn't. But maybe for some people, they do. Oh, that's true. They are that's true. With. And in some cultures, yeah. it may be very, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in our culture, you know, you can kind of separate yourself from your family. But in some cultures, it's not the case where, yeah. you know, Cultural, um, traditional mm-hmm. things are very important, and yeah. when you marry the fam, when you marry that person, you definitely marry the family and their traditions and their cultures. Yeah, because in some cultures, you have multi generational, multi generational uh, family members in one house under one roof. Yes. So when you marry into that family, it's like wow, we yes. all living in this house together. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. And even if you don't live with them, when you were saying, when you made that point, I married your family, the family is a part of that person's DNA. Therefore, some of their attributes or qualities or characteristics they have of their parents Mm -hmm. or aunt or an uncle (laughs) or a cousin Mm -hmm. or a sibling that you don't 
necessarily see when you're dating or mm-hmm. when you're courting that person, but those char- those characteristics may come out later on in your marriage. And then you may say, wow, that reminds me of so-and-so. You made the point uh, a while ago, because uh, I'm very much like my mom. And while it drives me crazy because there's a lot of things that she does that I do not like, you made the point one time, you said, well, you know what? You did that just like your mom. And I can't stand the fact that he told me that because it drives me crazy that she does it. Saying that. But you said, you said, you did the same thing that your mom did. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so the reality of it is you do marry that family, even if you don't live with them, that DNA is in your spouse. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things that helped us, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that even though we married, I didn't realize I was marrying your family. When it came time, when when we had issues or troubles, I don't know if you told your family what was going on between us. I don't know if you did or did not, if you shared that. I didn't, because they would have came for you. (laughs) (laughs) And quite truthfully, can I I, I interject? Uh, You said that with such a straight face. You were so serious, because I I don't think I've ever asked you this question before, until right now. I don't think you you never shared with your people? I did not. My, My people did not find out until our book came out. Okay. And and one of my people said, I did not know with an attitude. You could probably guess who said that. <laughs> she wanted to come for you. Oh my goodness. Good. Thank God she loves you now. <laughs> it's just uh that is a sign for someone to stick through it through the storm. Stick with your spouse through the storm. Yeah. Cause she loves me now. <laughs> and I love her. <laughs> yes, and I and, and not even talking about you. I'm talking about the family member. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Talk about okay. Yes. So I think for me, I don't know why. Well, that was part of it, but I think it's a good thing that I did not share. So although you're saying, let me back up. Although you're saying, um, what. No one told us that we were marrying the family. Just because you were saying that doesn't mean the family has to be in your business. Yes. We did not share intimate details of our relationship with our family members, even even with very close family members. Mm-hmm. Up until recently, with our book, uh, Shameless Plug, His Story. Her Story. God's Glory, God's Glory. on Amazon. Or Doug and Renee. On well, when the website's back up, oh, they could hit you up on the Instagram. They sure can. DM us, and we could certainly get a book out to you. Yeah. Uh, but we, it wasn't until then that we started becoming more transparent about what we have gone through. Because you have to be careful about letting people in your business, mm-hmm. because you would have um, gone through the storm weathered the storm, and forgiven your spouse, and then now your family member is now... Looking at you side-ass. Yeah, you you getting together with family gatherings, and they still mad at them, and they got a problem with them, and and you have moved on. So we don't 
put our business, you know, when we're in the midst of something, we don't share those details with mm-hmm. family members. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't realize that till we just was talking about it. Uh, early years, you didn't share with your family, but I, I, I realize that I married your family because I, I see a lot of traits from um, your aunt, your cousins, and like I said, you have a small family. So I see the traits, and I was like, man, I married into this. You know, it's not a bad thing. Well, of course, we've been married 35-plus years, but I just didn't realize that you're marrying that person's family. So brother, sister, like like you said, if, if they always going over there, and to us, and I, I say this, I said this before, us moving away, leaving New York, going to Virginia, um, and then Texas, to me, was a blessing because I believe we followed biblical principle even though we didn't know it was a biblical principle at the time. This is just me. This is just my belief. I'm not telling anybody to move. I'm not telling you to, to leave your family. I am not telling you to, to do anything. I'm just telling you what we did. Adam, not Adam, Abraham, leave your family, take your wife and go. I believe that's what we did. And I, I, I believe that till the last breath of me, till I go on the glory. But I, I believe God, you know, take your family, go. We went to Virginia. Okay. Then we went to Texas. And so I believe, I, I'm, I can't say it enough. I can't say it strong enough. So I'm hoping somebody is listening. And again, I'm not telling you to move. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not your pastor. I'm not your financial advisor. I'm not telling you, especially if you don't have a job, wherever you're going. You know, if you're thinking about moving without a job, this needs to be, you need to get that settled and make sure, you know, you got all your ducks crossed, I's dotted and T's crossed. I'm trying to be very clear what I'm saying. But I believe for us at that season of our life, it was a step of faith. I believe that. So having said that, uh, things I learned, I married your family. Another thing that no one told me that I I don't know how much time we're going to have on this podcast, on this episode, talk about it. It's not about us. Right. It is not about us, especially if you have a if you have a godly marriage, a godly biblical based marriage. It is not about you. And I wish somebody and again, I probably wouldn't have listened to him anyway. Somebody, <laughs> I'm trying to think where I was, go back to where I was when we got married. I'm like, man, it ain't about us, man. It is about us. It's about me and Renee getting married. Is it? Yeah, it's about us. But to see the, and I don't know if we'll ever meet all the people who we impacted and shared with and blessed throughout our marriage. We probably will never meet them. We probably won't even know all the people who we blessed um, just by looking at us, by us being there, you know, on Sundays or at basketball games or football games, wherever it was, husband and wife. Even we didn't even sit together, you know, at the games, our kids' games. You would sit 
up close and I'd go up top and we didn't even sit together, but we were right. there. Right. You know, and just uh, as our kids started playing sports and getting into extracurricular activities, we start you start seeing single parents, you know, and I, I I'm not knocking single parents, I'm just saying you you see it more where if you see a, a husband and wife together, it's it's not the the norm. It's like the single parent is the norm now. Yeah. You know, when when at least from what we saw, what I saw. So I think that was a, a big thing that that no one no one told me. It's not about us. Right. I mean, and even our children have been blessed by us staying together and them mm-hmm. seeing us together and even their friends who have said, you know, you know, you're so they'll they'll use the term you're so lucky, you know, you have both your parents yeah. at home and that's so cool and things like that. So you just never know whose life you touch. And the reality of it is marriage is a spiritual thing. It is we are supposed to be an image of Christ and the church. And we are supposed to use that image to minister to people, to draw people to God. And again, that's why it's not about us. It's all about God. And we get so wrapped up in what we want to get out of marriage, not what God designed or what God's purpose is for marriage. And that's the main idea for marriage. We we go into it with these preconceived notions that, oh, I want to get married because my biological clock is ticking. I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. I want to get married because I want to have sex. And they said, it's better to marry than to burn. You mm-hmm. know, um, I want to get married because I'm lonely. And not saying these are not um, natural needs or desires that you have, but they are not spiritual needs. They are not what God intended for marriage. And therefore, we want to help somebody that for you to really evaluate. And we want to tell you what it actually is for. It is about God. It's not about you. And nobody told us that. And I think once we were in the midst of it, people would say, you know, well, what you're going through right now is not for you. And we're like, well, we the ones feeling yeah, this. I'm feeling this <laughs> like, right now. Like, what do you mean this is not for me? And we didn't realize it until we were on the other side of that thing. And then we would meet somebody who was dealing with the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And then we could encourage them. And that's how God works. And even for someone who's single, if you've experienced something and then you run into somebody else who's experiencing the same thing, you're like, wow, I dealt with that issue as well. And you can encourage them and you can inspire them because what you're going through is not about you. It's the same thing in marriage. Mm -hmm. What you go through in your marriage is not about your marriage. It's about somebody else. Uh, getting ministered to, and ultimately God getting the glory. You helping somebody to weather a storm that you uh, weathered, that you came through. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, oh, and I was, took my notes. 
I was writing those down while you were talking. Christ in the church, what no one told us. I believe if someone would have told me this before I got married, that your marriage is supposed to represent Christ in the church, that might have given me pause to marry you. Mm-hmm. Depending on who told me, depending on who would have told me this, and the context of them telling me this. Um, again, I'm thinking back to where I was in 1987 when we got married. That that is a, uh, I'm not gonna say game changer, but that's something that you should not walk into lightly. Marriage, when you understand the concept of your marriage is a reflection of Christ in the church. So all that goes on or all that entails, and again, I'm not going to go through it all. Um, at least I don't think I am. I'm not prepared to at this point in time. But everything that Christ in the church, and um, there, there are so many different layers to that that you start thinking, man, is this the man I'm marrying? Is I'm willing to submit to this man or am and the man, you know, am I going to co- be able to cover this woman that I'm, you know, asking to take my hand in marriage? And I'm not talking about provide for her. I'm talking about cover, you know, spiritually speaking. So that that is, you know, dying for your to yourself and things, you know, it, you, I can go on and on and on. I'm pretty sure we did a podcast about this um, somewhere. Uh, the roles, right? We mm-hmm. talked about the roles. But that's something that I think 1987, if somebody would have told me, hey, man, you know, if you marry Renee, y'all, y'all going to be a picture, image of Christ in the church. <laughs> I'd have been and like. Christ had to die for the church, fellas. The man is, is supposed to be the the head, like Christ is the head of the church. Christ had to die for the church. No, I'm just thinking where I was at 87. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm just that, saying yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> that means your your flesh, you have to you have to die. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, I got goals, visions, I I got things I want to do, accomplish, and you trying to tell me I gotta I gotta put what I want to do aside and follow what God wants me to do, put the, His plan and not my plan and His will, not my will. That man, shoot, yeah, that that's something I did not know, didn't know. So those are those are a couple of things, and we have so many more that we want to share with you. But we just gave you two, and we are hoping that uh, you and your spouse will have a lively discussion. You know, and we again, we're not, we don't believe in divorce. You're married now. You said I do, so. You did. And so there's, you're just going to have to work through it. Again, I understand the extenuating circumstances to everything. But if you're single, you still have time to pump the brakes, hit pause, stop, say, hey, we need to have some real conversation, some real dialogue, some communication, because I'm not sure I will want to deal with this, whatever this is going into marriage, going into our marriage. Absolutely. All right. Tune in next week when we will talk some more about what no one told me. God bless. 
thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.